Oh, man, it is a good blitz right there. Good stuff. Also, Ty got the fire going with the uh, Texas fans are more passionate than Texas Tech fans conversation before the blitz. Got a note from a buddy of mine who's got a couple girls going to Texas, Texas. Tech fans care. They just have realistic expectations, so they're never disappointed. That's why Horn fans are constantly mad. <laughs> That's fair. My sister goes there. She loves it, but she she doesn't care unless they're playing Texas or OU. Yeah, so you're saying there's an apathy towards football in the sorority section. In the sorority section. No, it's not just <laughs> girls, but definitely more that that gender. Okay, okay. Hey, Buck, I was going to get to this in the Blitz. We had to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow and her Father's Day items that she's Man. selling. But uh, how about this dude? She is absolutely also, beautiful and weird. It is weird. I just saw a movie that she was in recently where, uh, what's that guy's name? Mark Ruffalo? Ruffalo? He's in it. Tim Robbins in it. And Mark Ruffalo and Tim Robbins are like sex addicts. And they go to Sex Addicts Anonymous. And it's a weird movie. Where's Tiger? Is Tiger there? Tiger was not there. Oh. A little fat dude, it was. Tiger's in court. Tiger's in trying to get, remember the name get out of that, of that $30 million payment. Weird film. But she's the love interest of Mark Ruffalo in that film. And uh. It's weird. Weird. Uh, today's National Escargot Day, too. Do you like Escargot? No, I don't mess with it. Ty? Mess with the yes. anything? You Very do? That's, that's snails, correct? Yes. I'll have to say I never had it. It's good. Never had it. Might have to try it. I think I would try it. How do you prepare that? A lot of butter? A lot of butter. A lot of butter. Lot of butter. <laughs> a lot of butter. Yeah. What about this? We'll get back to the sports. But uh, like clams. Lots of butter. Don't say clam. We, at least we got the blitz out of the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Don't say clam. I do. I love clams. A lot of clams. Little ones or big ones? The little ones. Little did ones ever, butter. Dip them in butter. Did you ever go, go looking for clams in I Martha's clammed. Vineyard? I did. I like I to suck on the big ones. You cl- I clammed. You clam digging? I was clam digging before. Yeah, heck yeah, you man. You and Kramer? Whole basket full of those bad boys. They're worth a lot of money. Well, yeah, you know, they spit up at you out of a little hole. Ooh. That's where you find them. They spit up, the little spit comes out, dig right in there, grab them, take them. You get a little can of, can of clams? Can of clams, absolutely. I love clamming. <laughs> How about this, though? Well, that was at Duxbury Beach. That wasn't, I didn't do that. I did other things at Martha's Vineyard. But this a guy a, a well, actually was clamming there by the way. And Martha, <laughs> and you know where I was, going. Oh, yeah, I was trying to lead you into oh, the Carly Simon. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Clam I digging with Carly. Oh yeah. So a prison inmate in Georgia. This was going to be a salacious gossip source. We'll carry it over to start our nine o'clock hour. Was so upset at a neighboring prisoner that he tunneled under the wall so he could attack the guy. Can you imagine being that mad? At and they just meet out in the yard somewhere. Yeah. The hell you go through all of that for? If I'm tunneling, I'm getting out. I'm not going there to fight inmate. anybody. Yeah. He, he, Kavian Thomas allegedly dug a hole through the wall in a shower stall and attacked this other guy. Fortunately, he's going to be okay. You need to watch Shawshank. Uh, yeah, Bucky, that's homework for you. Bucky is the one person in the world I know you that has not that seen. You would love that movie. I've seen it. I just don't remember anything about it. How? If you've seen it, you would have remembered. It's one of the more iconic films ever made. With Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. And my Freeman. Uncle Morgan Freeman's in there. Your Uncle Morgan, yeah. He's mm. in there. It's great. Great film. Great characters. Well well acted. Tremendously acted. Somebody that knows clamming says, no, Buggy, it's not spitting. It's squirting. Yes, I know. Clams do squirt. They do. Uh, what are the, what's the animal that spits a lot? Is that the alpaca? Was llama or, the llamas? Is it a llama or an alpaca? Which one of them? <laughs> I like the ones with the sweaters. That's the alpaca, yeah. <laughs> they were sweaters? <laughs> well, I didn't know that. You make sweaters from there. Oh, fur. you make sweaters. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like, okay, we're, we're a mess. My nickname was the llama growing up because I resembled one, I guess, in the way I ran. That was your nickname? Not a good nickname to have. That's not a good name. No. It's better for than, an athlete. Better than a nickname than the squirting clam. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. This has turned into a mess. What mess? It's Ty Wednesday. turned it into a mess this Ty morning. Ty did it with the Texas Tech smack talk. I know. Also, I, I, haven't had any, I haven't had any nicotine all morning. It's the first day of that, so I'm a little... Oh, sweaty. are you on day one? What, are you get it, trying to stop vaping? Yeah, I'm just a little, a little jazzed edge? up this morning. Oh. No wonder you got the Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel Hey, thing you can going. do it, man. You can do it. You can do it. Just just do it. That's all. Hey. If, don't don't take any, no chances, no falling cold into turkey. it. Just cold, just do it. You can do that. Do it, man. Absolutely. We got your back. We all got right. your back. Don't let any situations talk you into going back to it. Just stop. I think my son Nolan has gotten off of the vaping thing, which I'm good. He know he's been trying. So that's a good thing. That's one thing. You know, I've uh, in all my years, I've never been addicted to nicotine. Oh, no. I started with dip. See, that's where I never did. And I, grew, I did it as a coach. I grew up around baseball and playing baseball, and everybody I knew dipped, and I never did. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to say it was this simple, but I, when I was like six or seven years old, my, my Aunt Patty smoked cigarettes, and she used to always tell me, don't ever smoke. Don't ever smoke. What, as she was smoking them? Yeah, because yeah, she couldn't <laughs> smoke. Yeah. And yeah. she knew it was bad for her. She kept telling me that. And she, I'd hang out with her quite a bit. I'm that way with cigarettes, too. And she would be, don't ever do it. And, like, and so it was just like it was in my head. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. But my, mo- my mom bought me my first nicotine vape to stop dipping. And then I, that made me even more addicted. Your mom bought it for you? Yes. Because she yeah. got a vape to quit cigarette. Yeah. Okay. Trying to wean herself very, out. I'm, I'm severely addicted now. So just do it. Just stop. I well, know. and Copenhagen and dip is the hardest to, to get off of. It's yeah, the most I, addictive. I did that when I was a coach. When it's I was a young addictive. coach. When I was a young coach, I did that. And then I went from there to cigarettes. And I found well, that's a way. A, that's and, a, and I did find a way to quit smoking cigarettes. I, had a, I went to a poker party one night and smoked two packs of Marlboro during the course sick. of that. And it was so ni- – I had s- that nicotine poisoning so bad. I was so sick. And that was it for me. I, I mean, I did the old cold turkey and that, too, just like drinking. That That's it. I was just done. Well, I, between that, I you know, I did dip before. I mean, I remember doing the – what was the chew? The pouches. The pouch to chew. I did oh. that, and I ugh, got sick. No. Um, but, yeah, I think I just listened to my like, – I guess my parents had told me that, which they did. I might not might have gone the opposite, but my aunt told me that, and I was like, no, okay. Because I, I can just tell it made her so miserable that she smoked, and I was like, well, I don't want to be miserable. It looks no, I, I, all I needed to do was see people that had were having little intercoms in their throats. That, that did it for me. Yeah. I can get scared straight. Well, that's true, too. There was a guy when I was delivering newspapers um, as a kid. There was a guy I had to drive up and give it to him, and he had one of those. He had one of those. He'd talk to me, like through the little oh, Really? Yeah, he had a little machine. The worst is the people that still smoke cigarettes through those. Yeah. No, I, that, that is. So there's 40% more nicotine in a can of dip than a pack of cigarettes. And remember, I think they've proven this, that at one point, or maybe they still do, Copenhagen puts like fiberglass. Little, little shards of fiberglass right into in your it. bloodstream. Yeah, so I've had to, it cuts your lip. I had to eat some before. And that's, that's diarrhea for about a month. And it cuts that's your recipe. lip so that then the, the nicotine is immediately into your bloodstream. And uh, man, that is, and that's hard to get Just off. Just don't get of. into it, kids. Yeah, dip at all. into Tony Gwynn, yeah. So many, so many. I mean, it, now I, I still see baseball players. Yeah, I thought that was illegal. I know it's illegal. I mean, I know it's it's frowned upon NCAA, to, but you're I, not supposed to do it on camera. I mean, they're trying to because the image of the baseball player with the big old chon is they're trying to. Well, move I'm looking on at Bruce that. Kepka, and it looks like he has something Probably. in his cheek. A lot of golfers do for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the, I know they must look at Kepka when I mean, if he spits on the green. They must look at him like, dude. Come on, man. I got to put my hand down here. I'm trying to mark the ball. Well, now they have the, the tobacco-free 
pouch, like nicotine pouches that you just like you don't even have to spit. You can you can spit or swallow. You're just getting your neck fit, right? Yeah. No, thank I goodness. thought spitting was the whole fun to it when I started well, I doing think, that. I don't know. I think in my brain it was. I realized so quickly how hard it was to quit. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to have to try to quit. Good move. That sounds really hard and difficult because people I, that were I loved around me were having a real hard time not. And my grandparents smoked, and my my, mother, my mother's parents, and then so I never did. And then when I got around, I heard about. I remember reading about the Copenhagen or hearing about the Copenhagen that it's so addictive. I was like, hey, I'm not doing that. But then I lived in an apartment yeah. with like three roommates. They all did it. The only times I drank their dip spit out of a what I thought was a can. Oh. I did that so many times. Oh. Growing up. My dad. Oh, oh my god, that's yeah, disgusting. I'm the oldest of eight, and nobody in my family ever smoked but my dad. Oh really? Nobody. None of my siblings smoked cigarettes. Nothing. They my didn't. My older brother smoked for a while. He's a rock yeah. and roll guy, so they all had smoke. Yeah. You know I me. Mean? My old man smoked Marlboro. My no, no, didn't. smoked Pall Mall non filters, and his fingertips were all brown and nasty. And you know me, I was a hand model, so I couldn't be like that. My parents never did. Never did. No, nobody in my family but my old man. It says Her- Harold Bavarn of the Thursday dips throughout the room. Look, and he's does from, he? Yeah, he grew up in oh, North Carolina. See what happens. Getting get bass Thursday. Quit dipping, Harold. This says no joke, guys. I quit dip with big league chew. Well, I'm trying to quit nicotine vapes now, so I might need some patches or something. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my son too because he here. he stopped and he was on it pretty heavy for a while there. And obviously, as your kid, it comes so that, that they almost made it seem like vape was safer and it was you know not as we bad have no and idea and could be way worse. And I know we told him over and over, dude, it's not any different. It's not any different. Then you put the other stuff in there too. You know what I'm saying? The, the vape pens can be used for well, other that's things. different. That's medicinal. That's <laughs> medicinal. Hey, now. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we're all over the uh, sports landscape today. Yes, we but, are. Uh, we also started the show talking about Texas baseball. Congratulations uh, to the Longhorns. Honored. I'm still a little bit bummed that Texas coach David Pierce didn't win coach of the year. I think he should have. I think if you were down to the vote and it was going to be between Randy Mazey at West Virginia or David Pierce, wouldn't this past weekend have settled that? Same record. They must have done that before. Oh, but man, again, nothing against Randy Mazey. He's done a great job at West Virginia. But this team, where, where were they picked to finish when the season began, David Pierce's squad? And I know it was a weird and off year in the Big 12, but to come back with you know, a new coaching staff, and I know they were in Omaha last year, so maybe people don't read into it, but this was a rebuild. I mean, this is, I mean, outside of Eric Kennedy and uh, Lucas Gordon, I'm trying to think of the guys that were, you know, rock-solid guys last year for Texas. There weren't many. Uh, and so it was a whole new team. Uh, you know that 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 rolled in here and new and coaches. Intel was new, wasn't it? Oh, everybody. I mean, well, look besides who, Mitch Daly. Well, look really. who look who made the uh, the first team. Lucas Gordon was here, but LeBaron Johnson Jr. was here, but he needed a lot of work. He was just a big arm that has developed into first team All Big Twelve. Garrett Gilmet transferred from USC. Porter Brown came in from TCU. Dylan Campbell was here. He and uh, Eric Kennedy were the two you know core guys from a year ago that, that were back. But you replaced the whole lineup. Uh, and only Lucas Gordon was still in your starting rotation from from one year ago with a new pitching coach and a new top assistant, and they win the whole thing here. And I know they shared it, and everybody gets a trophy and all of that stuff. But uh, I think David Pierce should have been the coach of the year. Randy Mazey got it. But as for the Longhorns who did make it, as we mentioned, Lucas Gordon, the pitcher of the year, second time in three years the Longhorns have had that a pitcher win that honor, LeBaron Johnson Jr. I want to play this again for our 9 o'clock audience because LeBaron Johnson Jr., David Pierce was with us, with us yesterday. And you watch him pitch now, and he is just so good. I mean, he's holding opposing batters to like a two oh six batting average. 
Uh, so difficult to get much going against. He's really learned to control it. But listen to Coach Pierce talking about how far LeBaron Johnson Jr. has come from where he was to where he is now as a first-team All-Big 12 honoree. LeBaron Johnson is one of the most success stories you could just – he's got a big arm, but this young man didn't know much about pitching when he got here. Uh, but he, 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 he knows a whole lot about working hard and paying attention and listening and – trying to repeat what he's taught. And he's got a pitch right now. It's a down angle fastball that a slider feeds off of that. It just, you don't see that type of pitch. Things are horizontal movement side to side. And then most guys that pitch vertical pitch at the top of the zone. And he's one of those guys that gets swings over the top of his fastball and his sliders in the zone so long. And we were actually in the bullpen yesterday and a bullpen catcher said, you know, the the best pitch on the team is LeBaron Johnson's split finger. And he goes, but he doesn't trust it. And we're like, yeah. And his and the the next two best pitches on the team are his fastball and his slider. <laughs> <laughs> He's got great stuff. And so just getting it going in the right direction and and doing what he's doing right now is just so much fun. And you talk about rewarding when you do this for a living and you see a guy like LeBaron and his development, where he is right now, so cool. So cool for him and, and our team. So cool for him and our team. I think that's absolutely true. And I would also say his development has helped Texas win, you know, move to the top seed of the Big 12. Uh, obviously, Lucas Gordon being a rock on Friday night and taking that challenge. But uh, how about the the additions uh, through the portal? Because, you know, the portal's for everybody. You lose guys, but you also can add pieces. Porter Brown, first-team All-Big 12 coming in from TCU, downtown Porter Brown. And then Garrett Gilmet. I mean, as big of a pickup as they had. Remember when the when the, uh, the season began, they weren't sure who was going to be their everyday catcher. Peyton Powell, Garrett Gilmet. I mean, they had three guys fighting for it. The freshman was, was looking to get some time, Riley uh, Galvan. And uh, it ends up being Gilmet. Not only does he start all season, he also is first-team All-Big 12. Uh, and remember, the reason I say that's such a big acquisition, you were trying to re- you were replacing Silas Ardwan, and Silas Ardwan was mm-hmm. a dude behind yeah, the plate. That guy, you know, in that lineup, he would always get big every hits. game. He played, played every game, and he, had, I mean, he's big league caliber catcher defensively already. Uh, he was that good, and he shut down running games. He put, he did such a great job handling the pitching staff. So to lose that on top of all the players you lost was huge. To get Garrett Gilmet to come in from USC along with uh, Charlie Hurley, a couple of really big additions for that coaching staff. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what the portal's about. If you can add the right pieces, you can put a team together. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of baseball left for this ball club, but it does feel like they're playing their best ball right now. Good to see them honored. I do think David Pierce should have been the coach of the year, but, you know, I didn't have a vote. And, and guess what? I would have said the other thing. If Randy Macy's team had won two out of three and beaten Texas, sure. then it was the obvious vote. It was the obvious vote. But um, you know that that series should have should have should have mattered. Um, so, all right, uh, did some skull pouches in college. Got high as a little high as a kite. Had a friend who learned how to swallow it while doing oh. Copenhagen, so he could dip in class. Yeah, I know oh, people man. who do that too. I know I know several people that dip. They're so addicted that they'll swallow it so that they can do it. Me too. You've done that. Well, I've I've had to eat dip before, which isn't fun, but. Shout out Phil Taff. He gave me my first dip, and he used to do that in high school where he'd just sit in class. Is that Michael Taff's brother? Yep. I know Peter, their father, good friend of mine. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm so glad I never got down that road. 
Uh, I'm sorry, Ty. You're you're battling it. Oh yeah, well, we're here so for that's you, why buddy. I'm a little. If I'm, if you think I'm a little angry this morning, that's why. Oh no, you're 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 on I'm the Lubbock some... fans. You're you're on them. That had nothing to do with any of your Skull Brother stuff. Okay, Skull. Good. Remember that Earl Campbell? Oh, Skull yeah. Brother. Skull Brother. Oh yeah, you. I did that. I did that straight up. I've, skull I've stuff. looked up all those commercials on YouTube. They're so they're great. So cool. Yeah, Earl it was so great. But again, that's when you could promote it, and that's when yes, you could smoke on airplanes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I did that. I mean, you used to go to the the, the last two seats in the back. You could go smoke, and oh. oh, don't think that didn't get up to the front. Yuck. Well, remember when they were passing the smoking bans all through everywhere, and including Austin and. Like I'm the libertarian guy. I was arguing. Look, it, it should be up to the business. I don't smoke. I don't. I would prefer not to go to a place that has smoking, but it should be up to the business owner. But thank God. Oh, I remember you when people thank would say God. to me, "Do you do you mind if I smoke here? I'd be at a bar. Do you mind if I smoke?" And I'd go, "Yeah, I do mind." I was one of those guys. Yes, I do mind you know, if I, you smoke I, next to me. Well, look, I, I was of the opinion, just practically, that it should be up to the business owner to decide, not someone to tell him he can't. But then I would have chosen not to go there. Like, I don't, I, I don't like being around cigarette smoke to that level. But at the same time, now that they've banned it, then you go to a place where they have it. Oh. Like, I think we, we stopped it. And my, our kids are looking at are buying a house out in Elgin, my son. And so we went out there and uh, went into a little place to wait for them. We were meeting them to go look at it, with the place they were looking at. And uh, you, just, you walk in, it was like noon. And it just smells like an actor. It's like when you go to uh, a, uh, I love that smell in a bar. You do? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I mean, I mean, you go. It's like going to a hotel room when they say not. This is a non-smoking room, and you go in, oh. and people have been smoking. It's like the night's in. I'm like, I know, but you know, between the bullet holes and the smoking, you know, the bullet holes and the, and the uh, oh, all night long. I mean, well, you, know. you know, that's how the night in goes. But my goodness, I hate the fact when they say, "Oh, this is a non-smoking room," and you walk in there, eat, and you just automatically your clothes just start to stink. No. Yeah, and your hair smells oh. and your clothes smell. You, you know, next morning it's like, ugh. Hey, this says, uh, Ty, try ZYN pouches. Zen. Zen? Been there. Pouches, no spit, no tobacco, helps you quit. That's nicotine, so can't do it. Can't no, you can't mess with it. Just but don't. Kinda, we, we we'll see how long this lasts. If this lasts throughout today, then I'm for real. Once you get fat past the first couple of days. I know, it's fine, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. My buddies who dipped—they've tried so many times because their wives are like, you know, you need to stop. You need to stop. They can't. Yeah, well, their wives are sick of seeing that at the house, laying around the side, and then they and start they're sick of their breath, it, and they're starts, seeing their teeth and they get jacked up, trying to sneak it when they're not around. And do you? Uh, does Bob Cole still dip? I don't remember. I don't think so. Good. I, mean, I don't I think so. He always used to do that. That's Some of like my Texas just, cheaters have just stopped. Good for it's them. Have been years and years and years for them now. Their wives said, "That's enough." Good for them. All right, coming up, our man Nick Shuley will drop in. He is our live music update correspondent, and uh, he's great great with that. He's going to be his top ten live music shows to check out this week and weekend. Also, get the latest on this NIL deal that's moving through the uh, Texas legislature that's on the way to the governor's desk and how that's going to impact things. It's being on the horn. Now I went out last Sunday with my little Mary she said, please stay to my It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, yeah, live music update time. Nick Shuley in the house. Of course, the uh, president of the Austin Music Movement. All things music in the ATX. Also heavily involved with the uh, Clark Field Cooperative and the NIL movement with uh, Texas One Fund. How are you, Mr. Shuley? I'm doing great. Beautiful day. There you go. Yeah, a little rainy out, but it looks like it's going to turn into a decent day today after all the overnight showers. Uh, before we get into the live music, and there's some good stuff coming, uh, we, Bucky and I had a good hour-long talk yesterday about the uh, 
the, the, the bill at the Texas legislature for NIL that's pushing through, headed to the governor's desk. There's also the NCAAs in front of the U.S. Congress trying to create some type of federal legislation. But uh, this, 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 once it's signed by the governor, what's, what's going through uh, the House bill is going to be game changer. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. A lot of a lot of states uh, look towards obviously Texas, California, Florida, the bigger states to see what they're doing, and this could set a really big precedent across the entire landscape. And I think a lot of states will follow suit because it it pretty much puts Texas ahead of everyone else. And if that happens, what tends to happen is if things start to to escalate like that, then you start to get a push at the federal level if there's a need, which that federal legislation that's being introduced, I think Senator Graham in South Carolina is interesting. It creates a uh, NIL clearinghouse, which to me feels just like they're recreating another NCAA. Like I don't exactly, which yeah. the NCAA should have done a long time ago, and taking right. control of this. And now they're asking the U.S. Congress to do it, which sounds like a nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be you know Texas plays sports against teams in other states, and so does Texas A and M, and all the schools in the state. If they're playing by a different set of rules, you can understand that not being okay with the other states. But uh, essentially, as we told you, this this when it passes. You know, Texas and you know the the Texas One Fund can become a lot more like the Longhorn Foundation, where you know if you donate to it, you can acquire points, you can yep. improve your tickets, improve your t- your parking, and the things that come with being the Longhorn Foundation. Did uh, game changer? Game changer. It, it, I think a lot of people are going to look more towards NIL because I think that was some of the hesitation of giving to a, to a one fund or NIL is, well, I already give all this money to the Longhorn Foundation, but I, I'm not really seeing any perks from this, I guess, minus, you know, maybe better teams, better teams. But this this could be a, a big deal because it would be it would be very interesting to see how, you know, donor dollars break up now. Well, and having talked in, talks to folks like Wheels and the other guys that are running the Texas One Fund, they would tell you it's surprising how limited the, the support for the One Fund has been. Uh, there's a couple of big front-runner donors that have really carried the water on this thing, but that you know, that, that monthly Longhorn you know, uh, graduate that's putting 50 bucks in it or 100 bucks that has not grown like they thought it might. This might incentivize that. Yeah, I think so. I think, well, they, ha- they have had it. You know, it's a, it's a very heavy few at the top, uh, and then a lot, of, a lot of smaller donations, which are important, but it's like you got to find that kind of mid tier and things like that and really get a jolt in there to get those funds going and you got to do it every single year is the other thing people forget it's not like a one time thing oh, right so it's yeah, the pool it's a dries con- up. yeah it's constant it's just going to be it's added to the added to the list of of things that you know are are needing needing funds at Texas well we'll keep an eye on that for sure and uh we well, don't got- give it to the government cuz they'll take it they'll take on that responsibility <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they'd love to have that. Believe well, me. You know, the Fed, the feds have actually been very interesting about it. They've kind of said that it seemed as though they told the NCAA to kind of back down, so which is why I think the NCAA has been somewhat hesitant to really enforce things because they don't want to, you know, make the Fed mad. So it's it's going to be really interesting. But I think when you have all those state laws change that like could happen. Yeah, nobody then, wants to spend all day long and every day in court. I mean, that's yeah. that's the deal. Who the hell wants to do that? Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons they all got here. They lost all the court battles. They're going broke. The right. NCAA fighting these these lawsuits that they were losing. Uh, and look, I mean, they're as I said yesterday, what the NCAA is asking for, as as Nick said from the Fed from the federal government, is you guys create this clearinghouse. You guys create an entity to oversee this, so we don't have to. But also, you need to give us legal protection. Which you know from lawsuits, you know we can go in and punish A and M or Texas for doing this, that, and the other thing, and they can't sue us back. 
that is something they're getting. Now, as I've said, and people have said that well, once the NCAA receives that federal protection, the NIL will be gone. I disagree because I think the power three or four are going to separate from the NCAA and say, okay, you guys can control the rest of it yep. and play by those rules. We're <clears> going over here and we're playing big time big boy football. And uh, the power three or four conferences will run themselves, and they will get smart enough to have a real commissioner. And their rules will all be the same, right? Yeah, yeah and and everything will be the same. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll have unified rules throughout that group, right? And everybody will hate the is. commissioner, but who cares? Well, and I think that's honestly, and this is just my opinion, the, probably the most responsible way to handle it is to have the you know the teams agree on what is what are the rules, what's legal, schools, yeah. how it, yeah, the schools are, and, and likely is, it will be the power well, conferences you, that but, get but, together and decide. And that, that will be the hardest because Alabama will want it to think their way that that group in the sec will want it even talk the about big, a negotiation oh yeah well, you're gonna have negotiations well, I mean, right. how, how many billionaires does texas have that can donate to the one fund alabama has one billionaire in their in their booster group one yeah like in the whole state wow right? and that's a problem uh and so texas they just can't compete with that texas a&m and texas in the same conference now but it's why not just tv why the the, the conference reshuffling everybody wants to get that thing set so we know who are the who and they're going to play by their own rules, and then the, the not-whos are going to be out, and they're going to be playing and living under the NCAA's rules, whether they're federally mandated or whatever they're going to be. But that is the future. Yeah, it's, it's going to be minor league football, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be very similar. They'll have a commissioner. It's getting It'll written be, in real time. It's Because people say power five. Now, I think eventually that's going to be power four and maybe even three, depending on how this all plays out in the coming years. But this it, this uh, legislation at the state level will be big. All right, you're the live music guy, Nick. Will you uh, always give folks a good roadmap to go see some great shows throughout Central Texas? There's good stuff again this year or this week starting tonight. What are your favorite shows? Yeah, this is, it's going to be a fun Memorial Day weekend if you're around. Uh, at the, uh, the first one I got is for a lot of people, if you haven't been out to the Flamingo Canteen, I'll actually say I haven't been out there in about 15 or 20 years. It's a famous reggae spot on on 6th Street. Uh, they have Kill a Priest will be there for all you fans of uh, Wu-Tang Clan. He was a member of one of the Wu-Tang affiliates. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's celebrating his uh, 25, 25th anniversary of his album. And then number nine, that one's on that one's on Saturday the twenty seventh. And then on Thursday the twenty fifth, we have this this local group that's kind of a, a very odd artsy pop group, but they're really cool. This group TC Superstar playing Hotel Vegas. I know I've talked about that on the East Side. It's a it's a cool spot to go check out. And then on Friday the twenty sixth at Waterloo Records, we have uh, the Texas Piano Man Robert Ellis, who will be he's doing an in store there, which it, which will be that's fun. Cool. Those are always great. And then Thursday, the 25th, Charlie Puth is playing the Moody Amphitheater for all you. Is that t- how we say it officially, Puth or Puth or Puth? <laughs> Good, Puth? Great question. I think it's Puth, but uh, he's, uh, he's for all you TikTok fans and people like that. He's, he's, pretty, uh, he's got a good personality and very, very, very pop music, but super talented guy. And then the 26th uh, is, yeah, well, this whole weekend they have Hot Luck Fest going on. If you guys haven't heard of this, it's Aaron Franklin James Moody from the Mohawk and some other people created this really cool food and and uh, music festival. And so it's kind of a food fest during the day at different locations. And then at night they'll have concerts at uh, at the Mohawk. And the Riverboat Gamblers are playing one night. They've got I think Robert Ellis is playing another night. Cool. And that that one will be really cool. Then uh, this this one's for all you all you old Austin folks. On the twenty seventh Saturday, we have Paul Val at the Continental Club. He's my pick to be the next great kind of guitar god from Austin. Really? He's fantastic, and he'll be at the Continental. And then that Saturday, Paul Val V A L. Yeah, he's he's great. Big definitely time, huh? definitely worth seeing. He uh, he did a he did a 
an unplugged gig for me and did it plugged in actually and basically blew the roof off the place took his shirt off it was like a seated quiet thing it was pretty awesome uh he's he, he'll be fun to watch and then saturday and sunday lone star jams here for all you country music fans randy rogers pat green josh abbott jack ingram that's that'll be at the round rock amphitheater very good and then on Saturday the 27th, this is a big one. This is my favorite Austin band of all time. They're playing Whitewater Amphitheater, and that's Spoon. And they have J.D. McPherson opening for them, who is so good. One of my favorite artists. Sounds like Chuck Berry mixed with Buddy Holly. Kind of a, a real Huge cool. talent. Out of Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah. And Spoon, uh, you know, that, that album that they put out last year, um, was it Grammy nominated? And the yep. rock, you know, it was a good one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Spoon album. It's kind of old school rock and roll. Uh, Spoon has kind of buried it, drifted off and done different things experimentally. But uh, their most recent was just a hard rock album. And yeah, I thought should have won. Like Ozzy Osbourne won the Grammy for it. I'm like, come on, give it to the guys from Spoon. <clears throat> no band puts out more consistently good music than that band. From right here in Austin, Texas, the guys from Spoon and Whitewater is a really cool place to see a show. You get up close and. Uh, and go float the river and then end up on Memorial Day, float the river, and then end up at the Whitewater Amphitheater seeing Spoon and J.D. McPherson. How about number uh, two on your list? Number two, that, that one's tonight. We have Dermot Kennedy at the Moody or, yeah, at the Moody Amphitheater, and Dermot is an Irish singer-songwriter. The guy, it's just him and his guitar. He sold out Madison Square Garden, and it is this eerie, quiet singer-songwriter, but it's very, very good. That one will be special. And number one? <clears throat> Number one is my pick for if you if I if I were to put my money on the next Austin artist to blow up, it is Rob Baird. He is playing the twenty sixth this Friday at the O four Center. I mean the the kid has he's I think great. He's, oh he's awesome. I man. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're a fan. Right? Yeah, you guy. He uh, I think he's he has like nine hundred thousand listeners a month. Like the guy is slowly just exploding, and I don't know why a lot of Austin isn't paying attention. But he's for if you're a fan of. Tom Petty all the way to Pat Green. Like, he is really, really good. And I think... Uh, Rob Bear. Didn't you say he's got an F1 connection? <laughs> yeah, he had a... <clears throat> pardon me. Right before the F1 race two years ago, he got a DM from uh, one of the drivers, Daniel Ricardo, who just said, your song is incredible. Uh, it helped me get through my breakup or something like that. And he, he responded back and said, hey, I'm playing actually out at the race. And, and I guess Daniel responded back and said, oh, well, I'll probably be busy driving. And so they, they ended up, uh, I think they ended up meeting up and they've become best friends. I've seen they, they post each other all the time on, on social media. So it's, it's a pretty funny thing to watch. It's a good but, friend to have, Buck, as an F1 driver. No kidding. He can help you get to cool places. Yeah, he, he, came, out with, yeah, he came out with him last year for his entrance. Like he had a horse and Rob was playing a guitar. It was pretty <laughs> cool. Very, very, Daniel was trying to Texas it, Texas's right. intro. So number one on the list, Rob Baird at the 04 Center. We'll go to the break with a little Rob Baird selection that uh, our man Nick Schuler brought us we also have a giveaway two spots at the saxon pub for sunday night what is the show the resentments with uh, miles from fastball and a bunch of other great artists it's the longest running residency for 25 years so yeah uh, just two two passes to that caller four we'll pick that up 447-3776 sunday night at uh, saxon pub remember it's labor day we- memorial day weekend so you most of you have monday off get to the saxon pub caller four we'll pick up those spots to see the resentments appreciate nick shuley we'll do it again next wednesday thank you nick thanks, thanks nick. Guys. thank y'all rob barrett takes us to the timeout she don't want to be a background girl Unless she's ready for the big old world Well, daddy says get you a CPA Little darling, you've got bills to pay 
It's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate uh, Nick Shuley. Good stuff right there. We gave away that spot for the Sunday show. Somebody texted and mentioned maybe we need to go back to doing the days of the week. Remember, Tom Gimble would do tonight and then Thursday, Friday, and it's easier to cut the run with. I'll talk to Nick about that. That might be a good idea because uh, he just does his top ten and kind of bounces around. I can understand where people maybe uh, uh, trying to add, okay, where was Rob Baird and when was he going to be? So we'll, we'll work on that. But good stuff. Rob Baird, the number one pick this week over there at the 04 Center uh, this weekend uh, with – our man Nick Shuley. Also, we gave away that spot for see the resentments at um, Saxon Pub on Sunday night into your Labor Day weekend. Robiro. What's that? Robiro. Robiro was your winner. Uh, May 24th, a day that a lot of people would like to just, just soon forget. With, in a uh, lot of ways. In a lot of ways. With um, obviously one year ago with the tragedy at Uvalde, Texas at uh, Robb Elementary. It's still hard to believe that that happened and that's real, but it's for those 21 families and those people that will never not be. Real and uh, horrible. Sure. Also, yeah. also eight years ago today, Buck Wimberley and San Marcos underwater with the floods of twenty fifteen. Told you I, that hit my mind about two o'clock this morning when I that when that water started coming where I was Jeez. and the rain and thunder. Memorial I, Day I, weekend has been kind of weird around here for a lot of. But we were kind of clean last year, right? We didn't have any. We didn't have any big major floods here in this in this area, did we? we? Didn't no, not recent. But there's been some flash flooding, but that was the night I remember we had had an event of some kind. Uh, it was the weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend, and I believe that was the flood. Remember, we went out and did the shows at uh, a Hay City store when they oh, were yeah, yeah, brand was, new. Yeah, Tito's put a bunch of money yeah. In we there. raised like two hundred fifty thousand dollars yep. for the rebuild. That was when it rained. You know where you live is Dripping Springs. We're right down the road was Blanco. Right, and I remember watching Jim Spencer on on KXAN, and he was saying that there has been thirteen inches of rain that has dropped on Blanco because this storm just stopped. In the last hour, and he said, "This is going to be unprecedented. This is a, a wall of water is headed down towards Wimberley, oh yeah, and San Marcos, like you've never seen before." And that's that was the amazing part. That was eight years ago, today, the twenty fourth. And gosh, we remember going out there. And remember, Buck. I mean, that, that wall of water that came from Blanco down into Wimberley was not like a flood. And that it was, was like at a night. Tidal wave. And it was at night when, yes. it, it, when it hit. It was a tidal wave. Like essentially, when you hear the descriptions of it. I mean, the wall of water was taking and uprooting 500-year-old trees yep. and taking them out of the ground. And then those trees became like battering rams, just smashing into bridges homes and, and bridges yep. uh, in, the, in the water. It was unbelievable, uh, the destruction. And that was hard to believe. That's eight years ago now, but um, it was. Also, it was the day, you know, we would be celebrating our good, good friend Sean Adams' birthday. Um, of course, passed away in September. Uh, several years ago, but it uh, would have been his birthday today, this 24th of May. Uh, in addition to the uh, bad stuff, though, Buck, it's also a good coming off our live music update, the music birthdays today. How about this? Bob Dylan, Patti LaBelle, and Priscilla Presley all have a birthday today. Some oldies. Roseanne Cash. Pretty good musicians on this day. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. Heavy D, the overweight lover. The overweight lover, yes. Heavy D. Roseanne Cash. Uh, Rich Robinson, the great guitar player for the Black Crows, brother to Chris. That's a good uh, music birthday day. And it's a great baseball day. If you love day baseball, you got the Longhorns at 1230. Yes, you do. Big 12 tournament. Kansas, got to go beat the Jayhawks, number eight seed. Last place team there. And then uh, also at 1135, the Rangers play their rubber game in Pittsburgh. The Astros play at noon today in Milwaukee. So if you're looking for some day baseball, today be your day. Buck, have a good Wednesday. You too, guys. Be safe out there, y'all. Be safe. Ty?
Good luck with your nicotine, my friend. We're on your side. Don't do it. Call if you need us. Big Breakfast Monday. Big Breakfast Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday time. Wednesday, Wednesday time. See, I mean, I'm losing a little bit already. <laughs> Stay strong. Stay strong. Hey, everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. If you missed any part of our show, Nick Shuley included, uh, podcast will be there for you at hornfm.com. Light the Tower is next. Texas baseball, 12-15 today with a 12-31st pitch. Hook them horns this afternoon. Hornfm.com.